Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. This is part A. Uh, We're coming to you guys a little bit late. Phil and I were both traveling down to Sunset Beach. So now we're down here sitting down. We're going to podcast out another week. It is going to be June 3rd through the 5th. So let's start. Monday. Um, our workout is four time. We have a 1K row, an 800 meter run, and then you guys are going to go through five rope climbs, five deadlifts, four rope climbs, 10 deadlifts, three rope climbs, 15 deadlifts, two rope climbs, 20 deadlifts, and then one rope climb and 25 deadlifts. So this workout, we have a nice little intro bit. The 1K row and the 800 meter run really just kind of loosen yourself up spend that time thinking about good technique on the rower not trying to rip the handle off the machine uh, because it's not going to pay to move that hard that early but kind of pacing your way in so that you can then hit the run pretty decently hard and then you can really start to go to work on the deadlifts and the rope climbs yeah i think this one's going to be a little bit surprisingly long um compared to what it looks like on paper 15 rope climbs is quite a bit uh as well as all the deadlifts piling up. That weight for the deadlifts, by the way, is 225 for guys and 155 for gals. Um, but make sure that you guys pick a weight that you guys can hold. Um, I would say I would say sets of quick fives is not a bad idea on this one, um, holding fives. Yeah, at that weight, I think that's very reasonable. Um, some people will be able to hold on and do bigger sets. Mm-hmm. I would say that you really shouldn't be doing too much of a smaller set than five reps. Mm-hmm. So if that's if that's a little bit too much for your current strength level, then scale the weight down a little bit. You should be able to move your deadlift relatively quickly because you're not going to be able to move that quickly for that long on the rope climbs. Um, that's going to be something where you kind of have forced rest because you need to have replenished grip strength to be able to safely climb and then descend that rope. Yeah. Um, following that, we're going to do a little bit of mobility. We did the hammy on Saturday. So for everyone that came out and did the hammy, if you guys are feeling it a little bit, uh, Monday's going to start not easy, but we're going to ease you guys into the week. Uh, the workout's going to be followed with mobility where we're going to do, um, just some couch stretch, pigeon stretch, and then some other things Phil and I throw in there so that we can loosen you guys up and get you guys rolling onto a good week. Yeah. We want to try to make sure that that you're seeing this day the right way. It is mm-hmm. it's a longer workout, like John Michael said. Yep. Um, it's just it's not going to be over all that quickly. You're probably going to be going for closer to 20 minutes. And we want you to sweat a lot, get really warm and loose, and then stretch out your legs largely once you're done. Um, in doing this, we're trying to set ourselves up to then be able to move aggressively the following days because just the next day on Tuesday, what are we starting with? We're going to start with a 5x5 five five front squat. 5x5 five five front squat, and you guys are going to hold a three-second pause at the bottom of the first two reps each set. So you guys are doing those five front squats. The first two reps, you guys are holding a three-second pause. The last three reps, you guys are going to explode out of the bottom. Um, the pause is really put in there because we want to use this as a way for people to build strength from the hole up. If you guys ever watch anyone clean and they get buried in the bottom, they turn to the, I think it's called mashed potatoes. 
That's what we're trying to avoid there. We're trying to build strength in that bottom position so that when we're doing something like Olympic lifting or when we're front squatting heavy, that point where we fail most is a little bit stronger. So we're holding for those three seconds, teaching you guys how to brace, drive the knees out to engage the glutes, and stand. Yeah, it's it's a difficult thing, front squats that have a pause in them because you're holding that bar against your throat for a long period of time. Um, something I encourage all my athletes to do uh, is engage their grip, not not go to the lazy man's grip of just two fingertips on the bar, but instead try to get more of the hand on the bar. The question I ask myself every time I'm in a front squat or going to go into a front squat or even just holding a bar on my chest is, am I ready to do a thruster? Which to me, the question is is really asking, am I ready to do both a front squat and a press and blend them together seamlessly? Or will I have to adjust my grip? Because if I have to adjust my grip, then I'm painting myself into a corner of what my current hold on the bar will allow me to do. So you can expand the capacity and the uh, the health of your shoulders and your wrists and your forearms and your elbows if you put a little bit of strain on them every time you go to front rack a bar to front squat. And that's what I think you can do here with these sets. Um, it might get a little bit difficult when you get to that last set if you've been going up in weight, but it's worth working on because the more versatile your front rack is, the safer it is to use, the more weight you can use in it. Yep. After we do those two pauses, the last three reps, we'd like to see some explosion out of there. So we just did the ones with the pause. It's nice and slow, and you guys have to kind of generate that power from the bottom up. But now you guys are going to do the three reps, and there's no pause. So try to explode out of that bottom position. It should feel pretty strong after the pauses, at least for the first one. It'll feel real fast. Um, so kind of use that. Once again, yeah, hold a full grip on those two and explode out the bottom. After our strength work, we're going to spend some time on a workout. Two rounds for time. You've got 20 push presses at 115 pounds and 80 pounds. And remember, when we program a push press, we do not mean for it to be jerkable. It is a push press because it's a push press. So make sure you hone in on that movement and do the right one. After those 20 push presses, you're going to alternate your legs for 20 front rack lunges. Um, we're gonna be doing those in place. So just step forward, tap your knee, and then push yourself back to a standing position. Um, each rep, or each leg rather, constitutes a rep. So that's 20 total, which will be 10 lunges per leg, because we are alternating. Then finally, the round will be finished when you've done 40 bar-facing burpees. Um, on this, standards are kind of open. You may step if you wish. Um, my encouragement is to work on what you don't like to work on. So if that means jumping feet back, jumping feet up, then that's what I would do. I would do what, what holds uh, the most weight over you. So pick your weakness and maybe work it out. It's a good place to do it today. You've got two rounds of that. Uh, how long are you thinking with that, John Michael? I think that's going to take people right around 10 to 12 minutes. Yeah, I think it can be done pretty close to the 10-minute line. I think it can be done under 10 minutes by a couple people, but I think we're definitely going to be looking at a 10 to 15-minute workout for most people. Yeah. So find a good rhythm. Don't use too, too much weight. Um, you should be doing pretty big blocks on the push press and on the lunges. This workout really, well, <laughs> frankly, it comes down largely to do you have a good strategy on those two movements, breaking them up? And then are you just steady and relentless on your burpees? It's not the fast burpees that are going to win, 
well, it, it might be just because somebody has more capacity, but really it's a steady approach that mm-hmm. gets you smoothly through those 40 so you can confidently hit a second round. Yep, and then on that end of the second round, the burpees is where you guys push it at the end. Yeah. Uh, you finish the barbell work. All you have is the 40 burpees left, so start to pick up the pace there a little bit. The last 20, just everything you guys got left to empty that tank. Um, it is going to be a pretty front rack intensive day, so make sure that you guys are loosening up the front rack before class. If you guys have trouble, like Phil said, getting a full grip, um, a day like this where we can put a lot of practice into having a full grip, the best way to do it is before class, spend some time mashing out your triceps, working on that front rack position. And that's really going to help you guys excel. And then a day like this is going to have a lot more purpose because you guys will be able to do that full grip throughout the day. Well, also, five by five front squats. Yep. We're not going to be going every minute with those that'll be probably on like a two to three minute clock Mm -hmm. so you're gonna have a good solid minute or more between your sets so just your barbells right there use it to grind through your triceps it's in place already take advantage of it yep after that on wednesday we're gonna do some skill work we have 14 minutes alternating on the minute five to ten quality dips and then a 15 second l hang Um, the L hang is done from the rig. It is not in a supported position on boxes. So we're hanging from the rig. We've done this in the past. And a lot of times I know myself included, uh, we have to tuck our knees. So maybe we tuck one knee, maybe we tuck both knees, but for the L hang, what we're really looking for is we're looking for the legs to be at or just above parallel with the hip crease. If you guys start getting to that point where the legs are falling down and we just can't seem to hold them, um, by all means, tuck, tuck and pull yourself back up into a good position. Yeah, um, hanging, we can hang from other things than just the rig. You guys could hop up on a set of rings or something that's really challenging on grip strength is to hang from a a rope Hmm. and do an L. Um, But all these options being that we're we're suspending ourselves from below an object. Um, with, With those two movements, remember that we're not trying to move quickly. Uh, well, especially L hangs are still, but the dips, it's not a fast movement as much as it's a deliberate movement. So really try to hold the hollow as you lower your body down to the rings and then press uh, your body up through and past the rings. Be, be very mindful of how you move there because a good quality dip can really take you places and really produce a stable and uh, safe shoulder for you to work with. Following that skill piece, our workout is six rounds for time with a 15-minute time cap. It is 10 toes-to-bar, 15 box hops. This is at a 24-inch box for guys, 20-inch for gals, and 10 overhead squats. Written at 115.80, but we want it to be between 40 to 45% of your one-rep max overhead squat. Um, so the way that this one works is six rounds is a lot of work to do in 15 minutes. Uh, the reps are low enough though, that we'd like to see you guys, at least on the barbell side, try to go unbroken on those 10, I'd say, um, toes to bar. Those might degrade to the point where you have to drop quickly, maybe turn around, jump back up and go. Um, but this largely can be done unbroken. I'd say at least through maybe four or five rounds. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think we gotta be really careful with that. Cause some people, it's definitely not a better strategy to try to do 10 toes to bar early because they'll just burn themselves off. So what you really need to look at is that the round only has to be done in like a two minutes and 15 seconds. If you can do each round in two minutes and 15 seconds, I think you finish. So you, it's not like you have to move frantically fast, and you shouldn't move frantically fast on the first round unless it's a pace that you can keep up. 
So be smart about those toes to bar and keep your rests very minimal between them. Doing a 3-3-2-2 is fine, provided that you only are taking a couple seconds between those sets. Now, if you have the capacity to do a couple rounds unbroken before you fall into the small sets, go ahead and do it. This is a great place to practice because there's only 10 reps. But remember to play your own game. We all need to have different strategies because we all have different capacities to handle volume, speed, and movement. So play your own game, work hard, and this is totally finishable in 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say on those box hops, if you guys have not practiced the rebound, today might not be the day because, like Phil said, it's a 2-minute and 15-second round. Two, and it's not... 220, actually. 220. Um, it's not super, super fast per round, but that is a lot of reps to do over the course of this workout. So 90 reps is going to be a ton of box hops if we haven't practiced the rebound. So maybe just work on... Um, jumping down and touching the heels to the ground and then going back up as we kind of build that rebound uh, that rebound style movement. But when you guys are going through it, I'd say overhead squats are going to be the one place that you guys need to make sure you guys pick the right weight. If we go too heavy on that, 60 overhead squats is probably going to crush us. So make sure that you guys choose the right, right weight on that. If you choose the right weight, you're going to feel okay holding it. Your legs will start to burn, especially because you just did those box hops. But you should you should feel like you have a solid stacking point for the weight overhead. Now, I know some of that comes down to your flexibility and your positioning. Um, and with that, we just got to continue to work on our mobility and make sure things are opening up to facilitate easier reps and better positioning for us. But you should really feel like you stack that weight in place. And now it's just going to be about 30 seconds while you just smoothly go up and down 10 times for your squats. You should be confident in that overhead squat every round. Yep. Um, I think that's it. Yep, that's, that's Monday uh, through Wednesday. So be sure to stop back in. We will get Wednesday's Part B out to you early in the morning so that you can figure out what's going on with the latter half of your week. Uh, we won't see you guys in the gyms, but all of our other talented trainers will. So make sure that you guys are getting in there and crushing it while we're away. Absolutely. Absolutely.